Play ball. Hi, and welcome to the newest edition of the SIS Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon, Senior Research Analyst for Sports Info Solutions. The goal of this podcast is to both inform and entertain. Our company develops analytics and provides them to MLB teams, media, and fantasy baseball outlets. We'll give you a peek into our world, talk to important people around the industry about analytics storylines, and try to show you why analytics are interesting and fun. On today's show, we'll be joined by Wake Forest baseball coach Tom Walter. This is our first chance to talk to someone in the college game. We'll chat with him about how his program uses analytics and performance science. But first, we start with a segment we like to call... Batter up! Baseball is here! Hooray! This is a time of year in which anything seems possible. Everyone comes into spring training feeling good and hoping that this is their year. There's so much to look forward to seeing. Let me give you some examples. I've got one for every American League team in this segment and then every National League team to close the show. We'll start with Matt Chapman, making like Brooks Robinson, throwing out a speedy runner from foul territory. Andrelton Simmons making the impossible play. Zach Greinke handling everything hit his way because he's in perfect position every pitch. Another on-the-money throw from Kyle Seeger. Jeff Mathis stealing another strike. Roberto Perez stealing strikes and blocking pitches in the dirt. Byron Buxton sprinting back to make a great catch in center field. Dallas Keuchel making like a cat off the mound to make a defensive play. Salvador Perez back throwing out a would-be base stealer. Jonathan Scope turning a well-executed double play. Aaron Judge's catches and throws. Kevin Kiermeyer's flying through the air to make both leaping and diving catches. Jackie Bradley Jr. making the most ridiculous home run robbery. Yunjun Ryu getting another rollover on a changeup and an easy ground ball handled by a Blue Jays infielder and Jose Iglesias feeding Hanser Alberto for a double play. That's the American League. We'll get to the National League after the interview. Tom Walter is in his 11th season as the baseball coach at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. The Demon Deacons have had seven winning seasons in the last eight years. Coach Walter has helped 36 players get drafted or go pro in the last seven. More on that in a bit. But first, this is an analytics podcast, so we start by talking analytics, and we get right to it. Coach, in terms of analytics in your program, we know that it starts with what is known as the Wake Forest Pitching Lab. Can you introduce that to those listening who might not be familiar with it? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Mark. So um, about four years ago, our team doctor, uh, Michael Freehill, uh, came to me and, and said that he, that he wanted to build um, a state-of-the-art pitching lab that would be like none other in the in the country, and he wanted to have you know biomechanical cameras, the the ability to you know to do, do the 3D kind of motion capture, put the markers on guys, force plates, the whole nine yards, and and as he said back then, the key to this is is to have you know the PhD in in biomechanics and and kinesiology kind of at the, the front of this, capturing the data and scrubbing it and giving it to the baseball coaches in a way that we can understand so that we can do real research. You know, there's a lot of markerless systems out there, but the reality is the markerless systems are good. While they're good, they don't give you the, the exact data the way a marker system does. Um, so that was the vision for this. We partnered with Wake Forest Baptist Hospital they gave us this full-time biomechanist who, who's got an office in our building in our player development center. Kristen Nicholson is her name. And, um, and the pitching lab was born. Uh, it's been really made a huge difference in our program. How has, how has it made a big difference? So, you know, well, one, I mean, we're, we're performing better, but most importantly, we're healthier. So we're able to um, get a complete kind of diagnostic report on our pitchers and, 
you know, everything from their, their arm angle at different points in their delivery to the force in the, in the, they put into the ground at foot strike and, and everything in between. Um, so we, we've got parameters um, at each of those points, at each of those data points, we've got parameters of, of, you know, kind of ranges of what a healthy, where a healthy pitcher should be. So if we have, you know, people outside the norm, you know, and one measurement is, is for injury purposes, the, the most important measure probably is, is valgus stress. You know, it gives us an exact measurement for the amount of valgus stress that a young man is putting on his elbow, um, you know, throughout his delivery. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, like our number one pitcher last year, Colin Palouse, headed into the headed into January had the highest valgus stress on the team on his elbow and and was very indicative of somebody that was going to soon have a blowout like somebody that was soon going to have a you know a UCL tear and what happened was we found through this program you know that Colin Palouse while Colin Palouse had the fastest arm on the team he had the slowest trunk on the team and we were able to diagnose why that was and then make some corrections in the training room in the weight room and in his daily work, his daily baseball work to loosen his hips up and get his trunk moving faster, which timed his delivery up, put him more in sync. And then when we captured him in the lab, two months later, he had the lowest valgus stress on the team. <laughs> I want to get into what you had said before about how, I guess, the PhD is speaking one language and you guys are speaking uh, another. What's an example of what the conversation is like between the two of you that gets it to an area where there's common ground? Well, it's pretty funny because, you know, uh, we, we're talking in terms of track man data a lot of times, you know, spin rates and vertical, you know, induced vertical break and things like that. And, and she's talking in ground forces and, and <laughs> angles. Um, so a lot of times we'll come to her and, and we'll be asking her, you know, a question. And, and Kristen says, you know, she's like, well, back it up. Tell me what, tell me what you want to see, right? Tell me what you want to know. And we'll say, well, we're just, you know, we're just trying to, you know, figure out, you know, the force into the ground at foot strike, lead leg stability, things like that. And she's like, you know, and we'll think we want to see force into the ground. And she'll be like, no, 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 this is what you want to see. And she'll show us something totally different. We'll be like, oh, yeah, that was it. That's definitely what we want to see. She's learning baseball, too, right? Like, she's trying to figure out the baseball part of this um, because she's, you know, again, her her PhD is in, she wrote a paper on um, scapular dyskinesia, which is great, which is a, is a big thing in baseball, kind of how your scap moves and the, and the strength of that scap. So that's, that's super important, but she didn't do it for baseball throwers. She did it just for human beings. Um, So it's been fun for us to try to meld her world with ours. And and there've been some growing pains, as you can imagine at times, but you know, Kristen is, is great and she's learning baseball fast and, and we're learning what she does fast. What would you recommend to people in terms of trying to learn biomechanics? Because a lot of the people that we think that listen to this uh, podcast are people that aspire to work in baseball and they're thinking in terms of analytics and war and FIP and all the different statistics that are available there. What would you suggest to them in terms of learning biomechanics? Well, they've got to go intern with somebody like Kristen, quite honestly. I mean, this is something you've got to study and, and, and train for. I mean, I still, you know, our pitching coach is, is because he's with Kristen every day, is light years ahead of me. I mean, I know the broad strokes, quite honestly, but I don't, I don't get into the minutia of it like, like our pitching coach and our player development coordinator do. Um, so what, what you have to do is you just got to go intern with somebody like Kristen and, and, 
kind of put the work in and obviously some coursework helps too, you know, some, some course training in, in health and exercise science, you know, classes like that. Um, and we're working with our, she's got a couple, Kristen's got a couple of interns that she gets through our HES program here at wake. So that, um, you know, that coursework is important, but I think really more than anything, it's just boots on the ground. What's the difference between how college baseball programs were treating performance science and analytics now compared to when you first started uh, coaching? Oh, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> not even close. It's like, it's like the, I mean, it's like the difference between the first plane that, that Orville, Orville and Wilbur Wright built and, and the, and the Concorde that's flying across the, you know, the, the Pacific ocean or the Atlantic ocean every day. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, it, they're not even, I can't even put them in the, I can't even say it's apples to oranges because I don't even think they're both fruits. I mean, I think it's like apples to elephants. Um, <laughs> You know, the the analytics today, I mean, we've got a team of eight undergrad kids who are on our data analytics team and they're just crushing data every day. I mean, they're just they're they're out there, um, you know, and our coaches are asking them for heat maps and, and pitch probability and pitch pairing and, you know, anything that they can think of that they want to see for our, for our upcoming, uh, upcoming opponents or, or for our guys, the things they want to see on our guys, you know, again, where, where are our guys having the most success, you know, what pitches are our guys doing the most damage on things like that. So again, this, this analytics world, I mean, between Kristen Nicholson and her, you know, three grad assistants, and then we've got, you know, the eight data analytics teams. We've got our pitching coach, our, our two hitting coaches, and our, our player development guy, our nutritionist, our sports psychologist, our, our trainer, um, our strength coach. I mean, you know, you're talking about a team of, you know, 16 to 20 people that are helping these kids get better every single day. How have the players taken to it? They, they eat it up. You know, the players in this day and age, I mean, they're – they're super invested in their career um, and, and they're, you know, taking ownership of their development and they're interested in playing professional baseball at the highest level. And, and they, this is what it takes. I mean, they, you know, again, these guys are, are spending a lot of time and, and energy and, and, you know, before they get to college, a lot of resources, right. A lot of money um, to get, um, to get their, uh, their career where they want it. So it's, um, it's been fun to watch our guys take ownership in this stuff and really kind of dive into it and, and own it. You have a pitching lab. What do you do for hitters? So we can take those cameras out to the field. So we just did that. Um, we just did that the other day. We took those cameras out to the, um, onto the field and we've got a couple of portable force plates we take out there. Now we're in the process of, of putting together some designs for a new hitters building on campus that will give the hitters a permanent space for it. But for now, um, you know, we just, uh, we just take those cameras off the rails, take them out into the field or, or into the batting cages and set them up and, and again, capture some of the same information. I mean, one of the things we can see on this uh, on this program is hip shoulder separation, and and hip shoulder separation is as as you know is is an is a predictor of power, not only on the mound um, but at the plate as well. So, you know, we're always trying to generate hip shoulder separation, which leads to exit velocity, which leads to power. Um, so, um, you know, we can get a we can get a specific measurement on our guys on hip shoulder separation, which Without these cameras, we we couldn't do. We can you know we can only guess. I mean, even high speed video and, and even edutronic video, which we have, you know that can't tell you that can't give you a number for hip shoulder separation. So it's pretty cool. 
slight detour. I want to talk about a strategic aspect of analytics. Uh, just ask you about uh, defensive positioning is kind of a, a thing of ours uh, at this company. Uh, what goes into how you position your guys now uh, and maybe how has that changed uh, over the years? Well, so we do a lot of shifting now. We, we, and this is new for us. This will be just the second year. I mean, we're only really two and a half years. Um, and it was really the onset of a, of a program called Synergy um, that led to us being able to shift. So we, there's a, a, a company out there called Synergy that, that puts basically every pitch that's thrown on video all year, Synergy logs, and, uh, and you can go in there and it'll show you, you know, you pull up a hitter you're going to face and it'll show you his spray chart and show you where, you know, every ball's hit. So you can position your defense according to that spray chart. Um, so again, we, we have more information now, so we're able to shift a couple of years ago, you know, we were, we didn't have enough information in my opinion to, to shift reliably. We, you know, we would do some shifting based on the hitter swing path or the pitcher we were pitching or how we were going to pitch somebody, but we didn't have enough data in my opinion to, to shift on every pitch. Um, but now we do. So we, so we're shifting, you know, thanks in a lot to this, to this synergy program. Are you finding that it works? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, you know, again, the first fall when I wasn't sure we were going to do it, I, we did it on our hitters that first fall. And I, I, I kind of kept a running chart for the fall of how many times it worked versus how many times it hurt us. And the, the interesting thing was that with less than two strikes, it helped more than 65% of the time. It was more than, you know, it was about two thirds of the time to 70% of the time that it helped with less than two strikes. And it was about 50-50 with two strikes. So I, I think the one thing we, we, we adjusted recently is with two strikes, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, shift back to where we were, back to normal, you know, closer to, to, to straight with two strikes. And, and maybe even all the way to normal defense with two strikes, depending on the hitter and what the hitter is trying to do. And, and I think you saw that in the World Series last year, Mark. You saw it. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the reasons the Nationals won that series um, was that they had hitters that were willing to go the other way with two strikes. Rendon and those guys hit the ball against the shift with two strikes, and Zimmerman did it one time in a big situation. So I think that the Nationals' willingness to do that was a big part of, of how that series came out. And I just feel like you know it's our job as coaches to know which hitters are going are gonna to adjust and which hitters are going to kind of not adjust. It's amazing that it, it goes that in depth now. Uh, I know that I, I watched the Rays a good amount last year, and I know they did the same thing, that they switched up with two strikes because, I guess, because of, of the information that they had. Um, I want to I ask you about uh, one, one other thing before we get to your current team. Uh, future developments. Uh, are there any that you're looking forward to in either performance science or analytics? Well, so we're we're pretty excited. We're going to get a markerless system, um, Kinetrax, called Kinetrax. You've probably heard a good about it. Yep about that in the, in the major leagues. And, you know, it, it, up until just recently, it, you know, probably wasn't affordable for colleges, but it's, it's, you know, like with any technology over time, it becomes more and more affordable um, as the technology gets better. So we're, we're looking forward to getting some markerless data because the one thing that, you know, again, that's the pitching lab doesn't give you is in-game data, right? It gives you amazing and game-changing data in the lab, but, you know, pitchers' mechanics are different when they're on the mound in a game. So, you know, one of the things we've done to try to combat that is, um, you know, last year with our guys, we were uh, we would take guys in um, 
after their start. So if Colin Palouse threw 105 or 110 pitches in the game, we would marker him up and put him in the lab and let him throw another 10 or 15 pitches at fatigue just to see what that looked like and, and compare that. Well, this Kinetrax that we're going to get um, is going to give us some more in-game data, which is um, which is really pretty pretty cool to to be able to compare, you know, in-game data to what we're getting in the lab is going to be super cool. Technology is only getting better and better. Uh, all right, so four polls out that have your team between 17th and 24th in the country. You return the ACC Player of the Year and a couple of other really big bats as well, and a lot of pitching depth. I saw you talking about that in the team. Uh, the written team preview. Give us a verbal uh, 2020 Wake Forest team preview. Yeah. So again, return the offense that led the league in scoring last year, but we were last in pitching last year. So, um, you know, we've always felt like if we can just be in the middle of the league, as far as pitching, um, that we'll have a chance to host a regional 2017. We hosted a regional, won our regional, went to Florida for the super regional and we're really a whisker away, you know, from going to Omaha. And, you know, we feel like this team is every bit as talented as that team. Uh, now, again, doesn't mean we'll play as well. Doesn't mean we'll win as many games. Um, but we have the potential to win more games. Um, and we've got to put it all together. All right, Coach, uh, last question for you, if I can, here. Uh, thank you for joining us. I wanted to give you a chance to promote any sort of community work, community service that the team does, anything that you'd like to promote just to round this out. Well, I appreciate that. We we do a lot. We go to Brenner's Children's Hospital. Uh, we just went the last two Wednesdays. We're going to go again this Wednesday um, and visit with the patients there and you know, bring some balls and some hats and sign autographs and hand out baseball cards. It's pretty cool, Mark, these days. These, these college guys have their own baseball card. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, um, we also have a program called Team Impact that we work with that kind of matches a young man in our community that's battling some illness with our team. So we've got a Team Impact um, player that we're going to be announcing here shortly. Uh, we do some reading in the schools locally. We do a you know, an ALS fundraiser every year. So there's several things we're involved in. I'm pretty proud of our guys when it comes to that. Awesome. Coach Tom Walter, thanks for taking the time to join us. Best of luck this season. We'll certainly be keeping a close eye on your team. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time and all you do for our game. Check out our newest baseball book, The Fielding Bible, Volume 5, out March 1st. This book gives a comprehensive look at our new and improved defensive run save stat, it features essays on all 30 teams, research and studies on important topics, and stats and analysis you can't find anywhere else. That's Fielding Bible, Volume 5. Available at actasports.com, that's A-C-T-A sports.com, or wherever you buy your books online. As I said before, there's so much to look forward to seeing. I went through the American League before. What about the National League? So many to pick from on the Dodgers. How about Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts and how nothing's going to get between them? Nick Ahmed's all-around excellence at shortstop. Austin Hedges and Buster Posey stealing another strike for their pitchers. Nolan Arenado adding another barehand play to his ledger. The Cardinals' middle infield with Colton Wong and Paul DeYoung always being in the right place to get an out. Lorenzo Cain stealing another home run. Javi Baez with another crazy tag. Joey Vada ranging way off first base to make another play. Jacob Stallings finding a way to get the most out of his pitchers. A great pick by Freddie Freeman. A great throw by Victor Robles. A great throw by JTL Real Muto catching another runner stealing. 
Pete Alonso doing a split at first base to catch a throw. Another great throw from right field by Brian Anderson. They're all coming soon, and I can't wait. Baseball is back. Hooray! And this wraps up the SIS Baseball Podcast. We'll have another episode or so before the 2020 season starts. Thanks to Tom Walter for joining us and to Justin Stein, our producer. See you down the road. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, you can email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or follow and tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS. For more, follow us on Instagram at sportsinfosolutions and check out sportsinfosolutions.com, sportsinfosolutionsblog.com, and sisdatahub.com.